Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Everyday Recovery. My name is Jim Lang. I'm the Senior Vice President and Director of Men's Addiction Recovery here at America's Keswick. And each week we just want to bring you a devotion that kind of gives you a, a, a glimpse, a snapshot into the topics and uh, that we tackle uh, at the Colony of Mercy uh, and at Barbara's Place. And so this, this past week at the Colony we talked about truth. And not only did we, we talk about the, the truth of God's Word and the, the truth of the Gospel, um, but we talked about truth in the sense of in recovery we need to become honest men and women. Uh, if we are going to to walk in sobriety, if we're going to walk in newness of life, if, life, if we're going to become Christ-like, we need to start being honest individuals. And, and part of that honesty is really becoming honest about our past. Uh, so the, the gospel sets us free. It, it invites us into, uh, into God's kingdom. We are ransomed and we are rescued. And, and there's so much healing that is found in the gospel. But we have to allow the gospel to penetrate the depths uh, of, of who we are, to, to penetrate uh, all the, the walls and all the barriers that we put up from being hurt and wounded uh, earlier in our life. And we see such a powerful picture of this in, in, in a story found in John chapter 4. So I'm going to have you open your Bibles up to John chapter 4, and it's a familiar story uh, if you uh, have gone to church for any amount of time, and it's, it's uh, Jesus and the woman at the well. So John chapter 4 starts out, it says, When Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard he was making and baptizing more disciples than John, Though Jesus himself was not baptizing, but his disciples were, he left Judea and went again to Galilee. He had to travel through Samaria. And I, I love that, that verse 4, he had to travel through Samaria. Like if you have a, a highlighter or a marker, like underline that verse, highlight that verse, like Jesus is going after the individual here. He, he had to, to go through Samaria not because of a geographical uh, issue or anything like that. Like He had to go through Samaria because he had an appointment with this woman. He, Jesus goes after the individual. Uh, so he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar near the property that Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there and Jesus was worn out from his journey, sat down at the well, it was about noon. Verse 7, a woman of Samaria came to draw water. Give me a drink, Jesus said to her, because his disciples had gone into town to buy food. How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? She asked him, for Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered, if you knew the gift of God and who is saying it to you, give me a drink, you would ask him and he would give you living water. Sir, said the woman, you don't even have a bucket and the well is deep, so where are you going to get this living water? You aren't greater than our father Jacob, are you? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and livestock. Verse 13, Jesus said, everyone who drinks from this water will get thirsty again, but whoever drinks from the water that I will give him will never get thirsty again. In fact, the water I will give him will become a well of water springing up in him for eternal life. Sir, the woman said, give me this water that I won't get thirsty and come here to draw water. So I wanna pause here because there's a few things going on. And, and the passage lets us know that the woman 
has gone to this well at, at, at noontime in the middle of the day. And that was not the time to go draw water. Uh, the women of the towns would have went you know, early in the morning or late in the evening to draw water from the well while it, it was in the cool of the day. Uh, and so this woman is avoiding fellowship. She's avoiding the community. She's going in the middle of the day when no one else would be there. And so she, she's operating from a, from a shame point here. She's, she's ashamed of something. She doesn't want to enter into that community, be part of the, the, the townswomen going to get the water for the day. And so she, she's hiding. She's, she's hiding from something in her life. And, and so this is where Jesus finds her. And so Jesus lets her know, uh, you know, if you knew who, who was asking you for a drink, you, uh, you know, I would give you living water. And the woman pleads here, like, sir, give me this water so I don't have to keep coming back here uh, day after day in the heat of the day to, to grab this water. And you see Jesus' response in verse 16. And he says, go, call your husband, he told her, and come back here. She responds, I don't have a husband. You have correctly said I don't have a husband, Jesus said. For you've had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. And it seems rather odd, uh, almost harsh. Uh, you know, Jesus talks about this living water and not having to be thirsty again. And this woman pleads for that water. And, and Jesus says, well, you know, go get your husband. Uh, and then when she says she doesn't have a husband, he says, that's right, you've had five husbands and the one that you're with now is not, not your husband. And it seems almost cruel uh, that, that God that Jesus would go after this area of this woman's heart. But this is a, a loving encounter from a gracious God. Jesus knows that if this woman is going to drink of the living water, if, if, if she's going to put her trust in him, uh, she needs to address this, this wound, this shame point in her life. And we don't know uh, what this woman's story is. We don't know if, uh, if she was promiscuous or if this was her doing or if she was abused by the men in her life. We just don't know that. But we do know that this, this was causing her to, to be ashamed and to come to the well in the middle of the day when no one else was, was coming. And Jesus wants to tenderly and graciously go after that wound and allow the living water of the gospel to heal and to touch that wound. And as we uh, talk with the men and women coming into our programs, this is exactly what we do. We want Jesus to touch their wounds, to heal their wounds, to enter into the most shame-inducing, guilt-ridden part of their lives, and to, to open up a wellspring of living water. And so it, the, the account goes on. Uh, the woman says she perceives that he's a prophet, and one of the most gracious things in Scripture happens, that after uh, this interaction interaction that, that she has with him in verse 25. The, the woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. And in verse 26, it says, Jesus told her, I, the one speaking to you, am he. And this is the first time Jesus declares himself as the Savior, declares himself as the Messiah. And he does it to a Samaritan woman uh, at a well in the middle of the day. And that's the tenderness and that's the graciousness 
of God. And so as we heal, as we look to recover from life-dominating sin, from addiction, it's important for us to go back, to go forward. Uh, we need to allow the gospel to just rain down and drench all over the wounds that have, that have kept us stuck, that have kept us addicted, that have kept us hurt, that have kept us bitter and angry. And Jesus wants to enter into those things and free us from them. I hope this devotional was an encouragement to your heart and life. If you or anyone you know struggles with addiction, we'd love to, to speak with you. You can give me a call at 732-350-1187. I'm extension 1041, and we'll see you next week.